0: Hello, my bear.
1: Hi, my big bear.
0: Let's get to it. Oh, yeah. We talked about this yesterday briefly, which was about the traits or qualities that one should cultivate for a better, more fulfilling life, in our opinion. And one of the topics that I really wanted to dive deep into was self-awareness. So this is going to be a pretty interesting conversation. Yes. Because I think most of both of us were had different opinions of what was the most important trait to cultivate in the past, and we've like, both kind like of early grown from on. early on, yeah. And so for me, it wasn't self awareness in the beginning. I think that is hands down the most important trait to cultivate: self awareness. Right
1: now, but I must admit, you cultivated pretty early on, actually, compared to I think a lot think, of people.
0: I think I was lucky. Um, maybe based on my upbringing. By the way, if there may be pauses, it's because we're really trying to flush this out in real time. <laughs> Since we, we we thought, oh, this is a really good topic. And normally we talk about it in depth, but yesterday we decided to cut it shorter so that we could actually try flushing it out on the spot right now. Yes. So, so excited for that. But moving on, um, I used to think that it was no, I think it is hands down the most important, but that's not what I used to think. So before I get to the story of how I cultivated self-awareness, let's talk about what I used to think back, back way long ago.
1: Okay. Uh, how long back are we talking?
0: Uh, years back, probably four or five.
1: When you're four or five years old?
0: No, like four or five oh, years oh, ago. okay. Not four <laughs> or five years old. <laughs> I'm like, you remember that <laughs> far? <before?" laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> funny, funny. Uh, no. So I think... Back then, rather than self-awareness, it was more about observational skills, being able to observe other people, Mm. which was me really paying attention to the nuances of people's expressions, their way they move. The reason why I like to think that I do a decent job at, Reading people's expressions and basically through their body language is because when I was uh, when I was a kid, and I've talked about this on a previous podcast, but my mom ended up sending me to private school for my fifth grade, and I totally didn't expect it. I hated it, and when sixth grade, even though I was transferred to the same branch of the same private school. I felt like it was a fresh new start because i didn't know anyone and i had a chance to actually make something of myself so i tried to be funny i ended up being the most popular kid in school i was always a class clown not necessarily a good thing but whenever i i, I felt i guess i felt empowering every time i make do something funny or make a joke and it goes exactly the way i wanted it And i see people's expressions light up and i see that like oh man that's funny and and I really learned to look for those things in particular to know how people are reacting. Because
1: it made you feel good because they had a positive reaction. Right. I
0: think it was a positive reinforcement. It was ah. like, it was very empowering. So to me, I was like, okay, observational skills is the way to go. And I utilized that when it came to even my own businesses, running a startup. And even, even in my own writing, like I'm very observant of the way people use words. Um, I don't recall an exact scenario, but I remember we had a client um, and we were messaging email and I was trying to decide on price. And I believe that it was, I quoted him 18,000 or something. That's quite a lot. <laughs> um, well, it was a high profile client back then, but. Well, medium-sized, high-profile client. But anyways, I wasn't sure if he was going to be okay with the 18000 But I remember reading his email back, and it was something like... Actually, I don't even remember. But, but <laughs> like, I don't remember the exact words. It's been too long ago. But ideally, it was just one or two words that he wrote, which was, for example, like, when is it paid? Hmm. versus when versus do i have to pay like that oh, so I it's see. it's the it's the intent of the words that he used which betrayed how he was actually thinking so just long story short the email was about him already saying like okay how do i make the payment possible while he was still pretending to negotiate for the terms and so i knew i already had them and so i knew that i didn't have to back down and i basically said something like you know this is the price that i can give you because this is what i can do for this 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 and for you and your competitors cannot do this and that's why you came to me wait so, so,
1: so you're saying like he asked you the question through
0: the, the, no the way he phrased his email implied that he w- he had already committed himself to paying that price through the words that he used i see so it was it, it's, it's to give an example it would be something like when do i pay versus why do i have to pay that much
1: oh because when you say when do you, i pay it's like you already it's implied that you Im- you have it's to Im- pay
0: it's implied that you're already thinking of paying yeah. right No. Yeah. exactly so it so that that was like the extent of which i would love to observe words mm. and understand and from there um observation skills basically got me as far as I did in life in that lifetime. Yeah. Of startups and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So basically it came off uh first and foremost from positive uh feedback. yeah as as a kid. Yeah and I developed yeah. that
0: skill and I used it all throughout school. I used it all throughout growing up. No. Like getting a girlfriend, like <laughs> everything.
1: What what kind of things do you observe in a girl that you like and want to keep. <laughs>
0: well, it's way like back the way the, well, well I guess I guess it's like knowing like if you're observant, then you naturally realize certain things. So most of what people usually say once, I generally remember mm. because mm. I have learned to know what they care about. So for example, it's like my um, my sister-in-law. She really likes milk tea from a particular place. And I know that because she mentioned it once. Mm. But I don't just remember where she got her milk tea. I remember her actual order, right? Which was like a Iron Buddha milk tea yeah. with half sugar and no boba Yeah, i think, and,
1: I think you got exactly right and you yeah gave and, it I, to her and she was, yeah. she lit up she's like oh my god you yeah. remember what i liked yeah
0: so we, <laughs> we we surprised her with the milk tea and this is something that she wouldn't expect or most people wouldn't expect just simply because i've heard it once and that's how i i try to i try to remember because that's how i've always been since i've cultivated that trait of being more more aware, not of myself, but of other people. Yeah. So more observant.
1: That's pretty interesting because, you know, when we meet new people and usually when they tell you about themselves, I mean, yeah. they'll probably throw out like so many details about them that I am i don't think you could pick up every single little detail of them. No, a lot of... So how wh- do you know what uh, piece of information about them to remember?
0: By A lot of it doesn't matter. So what you aim for is how they, how their eyes light up mm. when they say a something certain or a story of something that they remember and then a moment that they laughed about it is because anything that's emotional that it, creates a response to something they hear or tell you is more likely for them to remember the second time around.
1: I see. So right. basically you're trying to figure out Um, I guess, like, more of the um, closely emotional and also positive um, feedback that whenever they're telling you something. So, for example, if
0: someone, uh, if a stranger, and this is something that actually did happen a long time ago, but it was someone who didn't really like work, I guess, because I asked him, like, oh, hey, how's work? And he was a banker, and he was like, ah, same old, Mm so-so. But then he was doing a fundraising for his kids, like, I don't remember a scouts or something like that. It was doing some kind of fundraising and he was so excited about it. It's because he did that in the past and his son was also doing that kind of stuff. I, it wasn't scouts. It was maybe like bowling or some kind of sports or activity. And he was really exciting about it. And he just went into a story of like, Oh my God, you know, like I used to do this as a kid. I loved it, blah, 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 blah. blah. Mm. And then his son's name was like Tommy. And so the next time I saw him, I was like, oh dude how did how did Tommy's fun and fundraising end up going uh, you know? like how did it work out? And he was super excited that I actually remembered probably because a lot was, of people don't yeah because like most people would default to the same thing oh how's work? oh how's school? oh how's um you know like Bob are you still with him? like you know like the gossipy more of like I don't really care but I am asking because it's polite.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like those questions are just more shallow in that sense? Then or? I wouldn't say it's
0: more shallow or not. I no. just think it's because they're still, depending on the person, they could be good questions. How's work? Mm. I personally, I love work. I stress out over it. I could go in depth about like, y- you know, like. I guess. Like it it I, it, on the I guess. I guess it depends right? on
1: like what the other person values. Right. Then.
0: But will I say that those questions are overused? Yes. They're overused to the point where no one even gives effort anymore is because they realize that the other person doesn't really care. That's why you go, when you go to Safeway and then they're like, oh, how are you? They don't really want to know. <laughs> they are just, like, they would be surprised if you're like, oh, I've been having a fantastic day. So today I finally got to eat pancakes that I've been craving because, you know, I've been traveling to Southeast Asia for three years. No, like, they don't want to know that story. They might be interested, but the person behind you that you're holding up the line of mm. is not going to be happy
1: yeah so that's not. why i
0: like uh, it's just small talk and i don't like small talk because i like to be intimate and only with me Not really. what <laughs> i'll tear you <laughs> but uh i want to be more intimate with with just basically everyone because if you want deeper connections life is short why not make the most out of all of the connections and the relationships that you have
1: dude i find it really hard to um um i guess like develop and cultivate those deeper relationships yeah it's very hard because uh i think for most of my life the friendships that i have it's been uh, kind of like what you said like oh how are you doing like well, how's how's work well kind of to
0: being? be well to be fair that still applies <laughs> to a lot of my friendships does it? A lot of them. I feel there like are like friendships I defini- are more like I, have this I,
1: deeper uh, bond, you know?
0: I definitely have a few friendships that I do believe in particular have deeper bonds, but I wouldn't necessarily say they're like the most intimate. Maybe because my expectations mm-hmm. of what intimate really now has shifted and changed after being with you.
1: So what? what is it now? Like what is it defined as? As intimate? Yeah.
0: Um, being able to talk about how you actually feel and address the issue, even at the risk of being possibly confrontational, but knowing in with full trust that the person knows that you are not trying to hurt them in any way and are willing to discuss and be frank and transparent about what you're really trying to say. Yeah. And through that, through those kind of like confrontational moments and moments that don't feel as good to talk about, you build better and deeper connections Is because you really go deep into a topic that hits them at heart, which is an example of the guy and his fundraiser versus him at work is because maybe he's stressed or unhappy at work, but he truly loves the fundraiser. Mm. So I think any any topic that allows you to... Target a point, or target anything that they care about. Truly, value is an intimate conversation, and all it takes is maybe one intimate conversation to develop a really good friendship.
1: Yep, and I feel like the, the most intimate relationship I have is with you. <laughs> oh, I remember all those talks that we had.
0: Yeah, we had a, we had, we had quite a lot of talks. Yeah. But just so that we get back on track self-awareness see me being self-aware yeah but I, I like i think i think back then i used to say oh you just observe everyone else but the big blow came when business was i wouldn't say unsuccessful business was stressful and it got to the point where i just couldn't manage it anymore and you could say that i ran away to southeast asia which i did And it was there when I realized, you know, what is the point of being so aware of everyone if you yourself can't even explain why you're feeling this way? Why am I depressed? Why am I sad? Why do I feel like shit? Shouldn't I be living my life out in Southeast Asia without a worry, without a care, when in fact I feel more miserable, more lonely, more depressed, more unaccomplished, yada, yada, yada. In my entire life. And I think maybe that was an awakening moment of sorts that told me, dude, you don't really know jack shit about yourself. You may think you know a lot about other people. Maybe that's true, but you definitely don't know yourself at all.
1: I think that's usually a very difficult thing for most people because I think it's kind of like you, um, I don't know, something that I heard, it's like, you know other people more easily, more often than you do for yourself yeah yeah and i i don't know who said it or where i got that piece of information but i find that to be I mean, you know almost like universally true
0: yeah yeah it, it definitely is true it's actually part of the 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 art of war from uh by uh Sun Tzu, have not w- have not read that book yeah yet. basically <laughs> know thyself and then you can defeat you have to know yourself before you can debate all the other armies and everybody else. Yeah,
1: was yeah. What was it like know thy enemy, but know thyself, or something? Uh, like
0: or that? better, well, I only I know should. it by the Chinese, <laughs> so that like I don't know the, I don't remember because I've never read the American version of it. All the there's American version d- of it. <laughs> Well, it's translated to American Uh-oh. to English. It's translated to English, I see. but the original ones that I know is in actually in Cantonese. I see. Yeah. boxing. I see.
1: You think yeah. I should read that or?
0: It's it's worth a read. It's fun. There are a lot of fundamental values that still apply, mm. but probably another discussion or something we can talk about later. Yeah. yeah. But that said, I still don't know myself very well. I often still find myself wondering, like, huh. That is actually my value. So, so and uh, so, an interesting thing would be um, how I used to th- believe that family was a huge value of mine, and it actually is. But what I think I care about even more is filial piety. What's that? Piety, piety, which means like you. Um, in in Cantonese, they call it household, which is.
1: I also don't know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It means you being respectful to your elders and the people who raise you. So your parents, you show respect, you take care of them. It is like caring for your parents. It's it's huge in Chinese tradition. You know, mm. you're supposed to respect your seniors, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so I think that was actually a bigger thing for me than for family. And the reason why I say this is because obviously I obviously I have a lot of family. On my dad's side, we have a huge family. Uh, I'm not going to get into the story because it's more personal than anything for mm. my dad, but <clears throat> some bad relationships here and there. And so that gave me, that made me realize like, what is really family? Family isn't really, to me, it's not really, oh, because you are blood related, then you have to treat each other well. You guys yeah. have to be family because obviously that didn't happen. And so when I realize that, I realize what is the concept of family if not just something that you create, right? So for example, me, I treat my friends like family. <laughs> I like to treat them like family. I like to give them as much as family. I like to do things for other people. I like to treat your parents as family. I like to treat your sisters as family because to me, the concept of family is really defined by yourself and with that said i realized that i place my parents above everyone else above my aunt and uncles above my brother above everyone else like i would take care of my parents first first and foremost mm. and so that's when i realized oh i do care about filial piety more so than the family of, than the values of family yeah and that, I guess, is also self-awareness because realizing, even though it's not a big shift, like, sure, it's still realizing that by identify, solidifying that value into my belief system, then I know how to act. So, for example, if I'm like, would I rather spend time, spend money, you know, spend time to make money at a startup tech job? Which I really don't want to, but like it's a, it's not it's it's unrelated to me. It's a question: Is would I want to make that money to support my parents in their old age, so they don't have to worry as much, because they'll be well off, et cetera, et cetera? But then to me, I realize, sure, that is the family value where you're looking at and you're providing the bills, you're trying to take care of your family. Mm. But if I really want to take care of my parents. They don't need the money. They could use it. Everyone could use more money. I could use more money. But. Can I have your money? $500?
1: No, you <laughs> can't. <laughs>
0: but. Um, yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lost my train of
1: thought.
0: <laughs> um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They could use the money. But. More than anything. I would rather them and your parents to be able to experience more. Yeah. Like for example, um trying new foods, right? Mm. I love the fact that we you and I and my dad started getting heavily more into coffee. Like That's I okay. I didn't like coffee back then because when I, when I was a lot younger, I worked at Starbucks as a barista and I was so sick of coffee and I never thought their coffee was any good and that was never anything special to me. And I might get a lot of hate for this, but like, you know, all the I Starbucks
1: up fans will come after yeah, you with yeah, death notes. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> How dare you say that? It's, it's coronavirus. The they can't go after <laughs> me right now. <laughs> Unless but, they risk their lives. Yeah.
0: But I really wasn't interested in coffee and I've tried a lot of stuff. I tried AeroPress. I tried like mocha pots. I've tried a lot, but nothing that was so drastically different that could change me and never just decided to never really get into it. But you kept drinking coffee. My dad always drinks his coffee. And I thought, why not invest some money into something that would make both people happy? The people that I care about most happy. Mm. So we ended up getting a Mocha Master. Unaffiliated, there's no sponsorship for this video, et cetera, et cetera. Nope, but at but all. we ended up getting a Mocha Master and we started trying Italian beans. We got an entry level uh, uh, burr grinder. And oh my God, the thing was, it was not coffee. That was like, Gold. I was drinking gold. It was so good, so velvety, so many chocolate Italian notes, Italian
1: beans, guys, Italian coffee oh, beans. Oh, it,
0: it was insanely good. Oh, oh yeah. and and I do like coffee. My brother has a coffee shop in San Francisco, and it's amazing. And that's, but I'm not going to go to San Francisco all the time to drink coffee, so I never thought of investing into coffee like that. I think but, it all
1: started with the coronavirus and just like wanting to make your own like whatever it is like coffee or even like granola bars yeah yeah you know it's easier safer
0: yeah but i i ended up doing the research and i was like everyone recommends this people say this is hands down the best coffee maker so i tried it it was expensive i winced at the price but i got it and it was so good and that really just like changed my perspective but that said I just realized there's a little bit of like a a hypocrisy because then people are going to ask me, but this, this Mocha master costs a few hundred dollars, but if you don't have money, then how are you able to buy these to buy the experiences for your parents? And I would like to say that while that is true, there's also a lot of different experiences that don't require as much money Mm. for me. The reason why I'm willing to put a few hundred dollars into something is because i would rather give up on everything else so but a lot of people already know i only own six t-shirts i don't want more than six t-shirts is because i don't have to keep buying them over and over again through the years i'd rather have one t-shirt that literally lasts maybe eight years and it's something that's going to be really high quality i don't believe in buy it for a life but i believe in for buy it for decades yeah, yeah. so um that said, yeah, there are experiences that don't require as much money. You could play Monopoly with your parents. You could watch a movie with them. You, when was the last time you watched a movie with your parents? Uh, you could introduce them to a new sport, right? Yeah. You can teach them how to program or video edit, which is something hopefully I'm doing with my parents soon. Teach them how to video edit stuff. And just share what you know and share experiences. Just have time. Right? Yeah. But yes. Keep going around in circles because, like, what is self-awareness if not really realizing how you interact with the world and how you feel as a result from interacting from the with the world? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But to you now, tell me about self-aware. Whoa. Oh my. Oh my oh, so, gosh! Self awareness. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no. I hope. I hope people in the audience aren't all like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know how to do that too. I used to
1: too. do this when I was little.
0: I can't do that anymore. You know, like my wrist flexibility really? is like, uh, or my shoulders. You flexi-
1: move your your hands arms. Like all right, this. yo. What? Yo. What? Moving on.
0: <laughs> um. Tell me about self awareness. How you cultivated that? How you got to believe in that? Because long, long time ago, you used to. Th- I believe it was, like, energy, what you believe energy was most important to be cultivated. And then they moved on to, like, mood, which I do agree. But now I just think it's not as important as self-awareness. But would love to hear your thoughts. Expand on that.
1: No. So um, just to start off, uh, everyone, that uh, was it three years back, I actually was probably the most unaware person on this planet Like, I just kind of let things go by and I would not even, like, notice anything. And one one habit that I had that I didn't really like in myself uh, was that, you know, at the time I was wearing contacts. And if I wasn't wearing contacts and I was going across the street or getting the mail... Wait, this was, sorry,
0: this was, like, three years ago?
1: Uh, did I say three years
0: ago? Yeah, you said three years ago. And then you, you weren't, weren't, like, you had LASIK already by then. No. Oh. <laughs> Sorry.
1: I mean, um, I think it was like eight years ago. She's not self-aware right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Be quiet. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm talking about post-college days. And uh, at the time, I was wearing contacts. And every time I took them off and I was trying to get the mail or going somewhere in public and someone went across me, I would automatically set my head down and not really even look at them, uh, I figured out the reason why. It's because I just felt like I didn't want to confront them because I felt like I was just, oh.
0: Was this someone you knew or just a random person? It's a random person. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like. So shy.
1: Shy or like inferior? I have no idea. Maybe both. But Maybe both. But, you know, I, it just kind of, Added to my lack of self-awareness, I you know I didn't even know, well you know what color jacket the person was wearing, what their well, hair color was. Well, is that really
0: self-awareness or is that being observant?
1: Oh, okay. I think that one's being observant, right? Yeah,
0: because self-awareness would be realizing that you were shy, or realizing that you felt inferior, or you're just an introvert, versus. What the other person was wearing, okay, or how they were.
1: In that case, I wasn't very observant, so I'm not very good at analyzing my environment. But right. at the same time, I also was not very good at knowing uh, myself, like how I felt, why I felt that way, and.
0: I think you have to start somewhere, right? Because it's like this: if you can't, if you, if you, can, if you're not aware of your surroundings, if you're not aware of other people Mm. you probably also won't be very aware of yourself because i think that being aware of yourself is much harder to cultivate than someone else because you see other people you don't really look internally you look at at everything we perceive around us is projected outwards
1: do you think it's just easier to observe other people because there's no uh like ego involved and you, you just kind of like pass, yeah. pass yeah. judgment Absol- be yeah, like, yeah absolutely like um like oh that person's like really tall or like oh that well, this I person's think, like is like eats so yeah i think uh, I, I i think <laughs> i think we just notice things,
0: but 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 here's an interesting thing yes everything that you are noticing is more or less you've actually already passed a judgment on it or you have an opinion of so for example oh my god that guy is really tall sure he's tall in Russia in, in 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 uh sure he's hot relative to you mm. right what if you're nine foot tall he's no longer tall but short
1: yeah or oh my
0: god that guy eats so fast because it's relative to your own eating habits so so like having
1: a you're like you set your own baseline, and then yeah. you kind of pass. And then judgment you kind of pass, on on pass judgment.
0: So what you really see, you have already passed judgment on. And maybe that is another point of self-awareness, which is you realizing that you're actually passing judgment, and most of all the information you take in are not actually facts, but actually judgments that you make up.
1: Yeah, which is usually one-sided. Yep. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I, I feel like. Like you said, it's easier to observe others than to kind of observe yourself. For sure. Yeah. And I had both. uh, I had, I'm not both of them. I had none of those uh, eight years back, but I think after meeting you, I started to develop a little bit more of the observing people and, and my environment.
0: Yeah. I think it's really hard. Because when I'm so handsome, <laughs> you can't help but observe <laughs> me and look at me in my glorious, glorious light. He,
1: everyone, he doesn't notice, but I look at him with with a telescope.
0: That's creepy. Oh! <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, actually, you wouldn't see anything. You just see my my pores would be magnified. <laughs> look, my pores would look like Saturn. <laughs>
1: That'd be scary. Yeah. but um, yeah, I think after meeting you, that's when I really started to uh, observe a little bit better, uh, especially when I went to Southeast Asia. That's where I really started to be self, or not self-aware, observant. Both of them, maybe? Probably observant.
0: I think I think you can't, you, like, there is going to be some overlap. Yeah. There will be some overlap. It is more easy to observe everything around you. Yeah. But there is overlap to a certain extent I believe like someone who goes to the gym if they keep looking at how other people are working out and they're thinking oh my gosh I wonder what they're thinking of me oh my gosh am I doing in the right form oh I feel so terrible everyone everyone must be looking at me and judging me if they have that thought maybe they are self-aware of how they're feeling which is fear of being judged yeah right so I think inherently everyone does to a certain extent already have some kind of self-awareness it's just usually more pronounced in negative situations i'd say
1: Uh, i see i see right so you're saying that we kind of glaze over the self-awareness if things are positive
0: no we try to avoid many things we're very like primitive i guess because it's like this Mm. are you hungry not right now (laughs) how can you tell if not for self-awareness
1: because you just asked me that question and then you made me more aware
0: but you might be hungry on your own and then you'd be like, oh, I'm hungry now, right? Those those moments happen. Oh, I need to go pee. So, if you have zero self-awareness, maybe you could glaze over the fact and say, oh, I actually need to pee and just piss all over yourself.
1: Y'all, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, like of course, like, your I'm, body I'm will saying, tell you.
0: Yeah, but that's part of self-awareness, too. Mm. Is your body can tell you many things. It's just like, it's just electric signals Mm. that you get, and how you interpret it is based on the logic within your brain and says that means I need to pee. Yeah. Right. So, I think to a certain extent we are all well. That's what consciousness is actually, right? Uh. If that is consciousness, you are conscious being, therefore you can become self aware. But I guess what I'm trying to say is the, the level, the range of self-awareness that one can cultivate is much more beyond what they believe they have. Because primitively, we're self-aware to our most basic needs and functions. I'm hungry. I um, like this, don't like that, fear of that, whatever. No. And to cultivate it to the extent where you're like now saying, what is my purpose? What do I truly enjoy that's fulfilling to me and not just that doesn't just bring momentarily momentary happiness. Um, why do I, why am I angry at something? Mm. Which is in, instead of saying, screw that guy who cut me off. I freaking hate him. He's an asshole. Instead of saying that looking at saying, why am I angry? Am I angry because he's an asshole? Probably. Or am I angry because it made me feel like I lost control of the situation? Right? It's so like it, an
1: internal and external. Right. But then happened. if you're
0: able to cultivate the self-awareness and ask these questions and these questions matter is because you know yourself better in a world that is constantly changing. Yeah. So then comes more peace of mind in your life is because when something hits you like saying oh my god i've suddenly i suddenly got this letter from the government and saying that i owe like two thousand dollars in taxes i'm so stressed out this sucks blah blah then you can be self-aware and be like there's nothing i can do about worrying about the situation it is worrisome i don't want to lose my money i can't have this happen to me but the only thing that will ever make a difference is the solution so to worry about that now it's just gonna ruin the majority the most of my day i probably can't even get work done and therefore have even less money to pay for to if i need to pay for that bill that mm. the ira sent me whatever yeah right and i think that's a trap that a lot of people mm-hmm. fall into mm-hmm. is because emotionally they're not self-aware enough and they let their emotions take control over them and then they end up just one bad decision after another and sooner or later they start playing the victim and they start saying my life became this way because of this because of her because of him because my family treating me this way if my family was more rich if i had a better upbringing if i had gone to school i would have been blah 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 and the list goes on oh
1: i think when you tie in emotions then it's a lot harder to be self-aware because, yeah, of because it's like you're heated at the moment and yeah. that's exactly the path that you're, you're thinking and feeling. Right. So it's really hard to break that and ask yourself, you know, why am I feeling this way?
0: Right. Yeah. Emotions definitely can overwhelm everything else. Probably like cloud it. Yeah, I can know? cloud it. I think emotion itself is a, par- is a part of self-awareness because you have to be aware of the anger that you're feeling. You have to be able to identify it. So, are you angry or are you fearful, right? Or are you angry because you're fearful? Like, even emotions, you can really dive into it. So, I guess Mm. self awareness is really the key to to really amazing self awareness and like fulfillment in life is really understanding the nuances between, like, reading between the lines and knowing the nuances of. The emotions you feel, the way you feel, how you see things, how you're thinking it. Yeah. So instead of saying, "Wait, why am I? Why am I thinking this?
1: Mm.
0: Like this doesn't matter," or "Why do I crave McDonald's so much?"
1: <laughs> which you did in Taiwan. <laughs> which, which I did. <laughs>
0: you know, and then I look into like I see, and then if you have the self awareness, then you can look at the solution. You can look at why am I addicted? Oh. McDonald's fries are designed to make you hooked. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you're stressed, you're more likely to eat stuff like junk food because it gives you that instant dopamine rush. Oh, now I can under the science, now I can understand the science in my brain and therefore make the changes that allow my brain to evolve, therefore learn more, become smarter and actually improve my IQ, etc., etc., etc.
1: So, I know you said that you were really good at observing people uh, i like to
0: think that i'm decent at it i want to say i'm great because i'm yeah i know like yeah
1: yeah uh, but how did you get from being observant to being more self-aware where was that transition like how did you well the
0: transition was exactly the point when i said when we were back in vietnam and it was (laughs) just the lowest point in my life i was just completely depressed and i thought you know what is the point of being aware of all these other people because i don't I can't even tell what I want to do in life and I feel so lost.
1: I see. So it was only until you hit that low point. Do you think that? I think,
0: it's, a, I think it, it's not ever any one moment, but it's a gradual, gradual, like it's something you gradually develop over time. It cannot just happen over the course of one day. No. It's just like one thought and you start thinking that way and you start thinking more thoughts and then overall, over time, you become more self-aware.
1: I see. I see. I'm just wondering, like, where you found the first, like, why, like, why am I feeling this way? Or I could,
0: I could, I could say something, but whatever that is, is probably just me self-justifying it in some way because I can't really know <laughs> for sure.
1: Because <laughs> you're gonna just self-justify. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, like, I probably make something up <laughs> that sounds right, but probably isn't truly why, or I, I this is impossible for me to really know. No. Oh. Right.
1: I don't know I just I just feel like it's really hard to figure out how you really develop self-awareness because I I myself still find it a little bit hard to you've gotten
0: a lot better yeah in terms of especially in terms of like controlling your anger and your emotions if you're like I am really not feeling good today and it's because of this and you start journaling and you start writing out why you don't feel good
1: dude it's uh, it's it's been like a huge transition but it's I think it's really helpful. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Like the the last time where I was most aware of what was going on around with me was when I had that that bad mood day. You you recall <laughs> where like the whole day I was just like something feels off and I don't feel good. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, and it was weird because, you know, I I took my supplements. I I had decent sleep and yeah. I started off my morning pretty good. Yeah, but then towards like noontime, just all my energy mood just plunged, yeah. and yeah, I was I like, "What happened?" And so this is this is where I start questioning myself, like, "Why am I feeling this way?" Okay, oh, I know what to do. I'm going to find things that make me feel better. I'm going to listen to my favorite music. I'm going to go out for a run. Right. I'm going to meditate or do yeah. self self hypnosis. But then I tried all that still didn't really make me feel good and usually those would, you know.
0: Yeah. Just just a, just a side note but yeah. Just by saying that shows that you're already a lot more self-aware than most people unfortunately because um most people don't even know what they truly like. They don't know what are the things that make them feel better.
2: Yeah.
0: So they rather rely on foods that make them feel better which May or may not necessarily be so. So they're like, oh, I like I'm gonna I'm ice gonna cream. I'm gonna do an ice cream. <laughs> I'm gonna do an ice cream binge, right? Because mm. ice cream to sugar is does give you a dopamine rush, so you feel better. But I guarantee you, after an hour, you won't, because now yeah. not just do you feel bad, <laughs> because not just doesn't dopamine get, uh, get go back into your brain, but like you end up feeling guilty now because you ate the whole tub of ice cream
1: dude it's hard because when your brain is plastered to think like oh yeah. you know what is something that makes me feel good oh ice cream yeah. sugar something yeah, exactly. something like junky, yeah. you know yeah.
0: but so having so having the self-awareness to actually say like oh these are the things that i actually do enjoy and things i've experienced like meditation and exercising and music <laughs> and whatever Then that already says a lot about you having that self-awareness in the first place.
1: Yeah, but it took me like a a lot of months to years to develop each one of those, right? And to know that oh, these have worked out for me in the past, uh, you know, not good, not so good mood situation,
0: right? So
1: yeah, I, I I tried them all, and I think it was during dinner time where. I think you could feel my, my energy, yeah, my vibe. And you're I like, just, I don't want to anger this girl at this moment. Yeah, like I,
0: I know that you, I could tell that you weren't in the mood to talk. And so I was just like, yeah, are you okay? You don't want to, you know, you need any help. You want me to help you with anything. And you, I could tell you were just kind of like not in the mood to talk, kind of upset. And I was like, okay, I wonder yeah. like why.
1: Yeah, because when you asked me like, oh, do you need any help? Or, you know, do you want to me to help out with dinner. And at that, at that point, because I was, I already had low energy, I wasn't feeling good inside. I was thinking, you know, it would be nice to have your help. Right. But at the same time, I have a rule book, which rule number two for me is if I have the energy, I'm just going to do it. Right. And so, yeah, you know, for dinner, I just wanted to make simple scrambled eggs with some vegetables, no carbs. Right. And, um, Uh, and then I just told you like oh it's okay like don't worry about it I'll just I'll just make it myself and when you decided to go back to the room and I was just making it in the kitchen I could feel the emotions of kind of like irritation because I was like you know I I wish he could kind of see that I would like some help because I had low energy and that's what I told him but I think you were also kind of stuck in between like yeah, should yeah, i yeah, help yeah. or should yeah. i not yeah
0: because we because we, we talked about it like basically i'm at the point where i know if i'm not in a good mood i just really don't want to talk and second is if if someone offers to help like you or my mom or my dad i rather not it's because they will not make things the way i want it to be made yeah and so if it's like i cook the egg the wrong way and like i want to oh, no. side up i overburnt your eggs yes. yeah <laughs> then, then i would be even more pissed so like normally i'm just like if i'm not a good mood i'm like <laughs> i hate this i wish i had help but i also am aware that because i'm unwilling to communicate people will not know what's on my mind and therefore will not cook the way i want them to and therefore it's better to rely on myself and so i uh, kind of I tried see. to give you yeah. that and i was like
1: because it works it works for you it, because it works for me yeah, and that's I, be
0: me being self-aware yeah, right yeah. but oh, I, the, I the problem is i also couldn't communicate with you at that point because i was like are you okay and you're like yeah I, i'm fine like and i'm like you need help <laughs> you're like nope and you seem so like i don't want to talk that i was like okay i'm just gonna go <laughs> to the room because i was standing around waiting to see if i could help anyway but then i was like yeah okay i i will just go to the room and hide (laughs) because
1: because i think a part of me is still wanting to be strong and independent yeah and it it kind of contradicts if i ask for help right right you know so it's like But, but
0: but but i think but i think maybe regardless your mind at that with that state of emotion would have propelled you to look negatively at anything, anyways. Basically, so if yeah. I, yeah, if I if I had help, I you probably would have found reason to not be happy about my help.
1: Yeah, I I, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't yeah. know, but I just knew that I was not in a good mood, and it was only until after dinner, um, that's when I went back to the office room to write in my journal because yeah. journaling is also something that has helped with. Yeah figuring out my emotions and thoughts Mm -hmm. and after i wrote them down which is good because i didn't come back and vent at you
0: (laughs) well i didn't mind because like venting is part of the process where we can hash Mm -hmm. things out and figure out why is that happening and then understand it because whenever we talk and we have these moments and we like really dive deep into it we know each other better and more intimately yes because we get to really work out our problems instead of hiding them
1: But the thing i like about journaling is that um it wouldn't give you the upfront burden of oh these are the problems i'm having and just kind of it forces you
0: it forces you to think about it because they're your own problems and you have no one to vent it out on but that sheet of paper
1: yeah so like after after writing it all down i realized that hey the the reason why i was irritated and annoyed at you wasn't because it was your fault Uh, It couldn't be. I'm too pretty. (laughs) I know you were. (laughs) But mostly it was because I saw it as a side effect of my already arising emotions in the beginning of the day. Right. And so that wasn't the main problem then.
0: What was the main problem?
1: The main problem, and I had to research this later on, but um, it's because I... I had gone off the pill for two days.
0: Right. Yeah, Birth control pills. Birth
1: control pills. And if any of you guys know about birth control pills, it's basically something that gives you synthetic hormones, which kind of disrupts your natural one. And so sometimes, at least for girls, it makes them very moody. The PMS could be a lot higher or lower depending on the girl. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I guess, I guess for me, I, I just really started to feel that, which is usually not the case.
0: It's usually not. Yeah. But I uh, definitely noticed that day you had a significant change. Like, it was not characteristic of you to act that way at all.
1: No, that's why I was like, what's going on with me? And that's when I really had to kind of like tease out all the possible reasons for yeah. feeling bad. Yeah and you know try out my proven methods of feeling better. Yeah. And I'm like what's the only thing that changed? Oh, okay, I'm off my pill for 2 days. Is that possibly why? And so I researched it and I realized, ah, that's the problem. Right. Yeah. So that's when I decided, nope, I'm not going to be taking birth control pills anymore because they're not good for my body. I don't feel like me. And I'm just going to go off and try like a different, you know, birth control alternative.
0: Right. Yeah. so see that's already being self-aware enough so that you can actually have the ability to journal it out and think about it and then reflect on it instead of just fuming and be like i'm so angry like oh and then finding other things to be angry about yeah right? it's calming down writing in the journal and then also because you're already self-aware then you realize hey i actually haven't been feeling great the past two days it's not just today it's because my hormones is now probably transitioning, so I'm at this point where things are not as great.
1: Yeah, it just and feels I, abnormal, you know.
0: Yeah, so I I'm, I I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm very glad that you were able to to figure it out.
1: Yeah, I don't think you could have because it's like a girl well, a I would girl have problem.
0: <laughs> Well, well, I would have tried to attempt it to at least to figure out, like, why did you feel this way? And then both of us would talk about, like, when did you start feeling this way? And then maybe ultimately we would have figured it out. Yeah. But again, props to you for figuring it out and being self-aware enough to know. $500?
1: Hold
0: on. Hey, uh, Bear, do you have $500? (laughs) 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 How dare you? Buddy, buddy. Oh,
1: yeah, but uh, um, I don't know. I just I'm trying to remember how, uh, you know, both of us developed that self-awareness like in the beginning.
0: Uh, well, OK, going back to your story. Well, for me, like I said, it's it probably started somewhere in like Vietnam when I realized like I really want to know more about myself because I was kind of having a you could call it a midlife crisis. I'm, I'm I hope tw- I hope crisis. I hope 20 something is not the middle of my life because I plan to live a lot longer. Uh, <laughs> but, I but hope that, so too. No. Don't leave me. <laughs> but that said, you talked about how you began developing self-awareness when you went to Southeast Asia. Yeah. Expand on that.
1: Oh, I uh, So in Southeast Asia, because in the beginning I was totally not aware of anything and I was putting myself in a situation where only I could handle the situation and really take care of myself, I had to look at everybody and everything around me because everything was so foreign, everything was so new, and I didn't know if there was like danger lurking behind me, so I had to pretty much be on my toes at all times.
0: Sorry, what? that just reminded me of like a Tom and Jerry, like dude, 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 on his toes, and then you see the shadow behind him. That's, that's pretty much how I acted in Southeast
1: Asia. I was I was terrified there, and I did not feel safe in the beginning because everything was
0: so foreign, right?
1: Yeah, and like I, I had I I had no friends or family living yeah. in but the places but I've been to.
0: To be fair, a part of it was like also because of me, me, because back then you asked me like uh, after the company stopped and then we were both working at the same startup and then a a while later you were like, Oh, well, you know, like what should I do? You know, I'm thinking of going to traveling, but I'm really fucking scared. Should I go traveling? And I'm like, do it because you could really use the experience. You could really learn to build, you know, build the street smarts in order to just be able to thrive in really any situation. It's good to, uh, yeah to cultivate that and so i was like go for it try it out you never know take and the risk <laughs> take the risk and then you because solo traveling i believe is good for everyone yeah but you chose malaysia of all places and then, you, <laughs> and, then and then like oh gosh like when i heard about it i was like oh like malaysia, malaysia isn't bad but as a solo traveler who female you, female you are wearing like <laughs> short shorts and a tank top.
1: I chose one of the most conservative countries in the world. Yeah, to to wear (laughs) that stuff. I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: No wonder you got stared down as you were leaving the airport. I
1: I, I, I landed on the Malaysian airport and when I got out, I just saw like hundreds of eyes looking at me, like staring, (sighs) like five second stares.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's a little like...
1: And they're all guys.
0: Yeah, I know. I I know because... (laughs) Uh, uh, because a, a lot longer later I went back with you in Malaysia. No, you
1: when well, you came to visit me. Yeah.
0: Mm. And I could see it wasn't as obvious, but I could still see people <laughs> staring. They're just like
1: Yeah, it was it was Like
0: f- they're you. not shy and I'm like, dude. I don't it m- even made me feel like what the fuck is going on? I actually don't
1: on? know. It's part of their culture to stare I ahead. don't know.
0: That's why I'm not going to judge. Yeah, so but I don't
1: know, but it made me feel uncomfortable because as an American, if you stare at someone for longer than two, three seconds... Maybe because you're, you're so looking.
0: attractive and, and exotic looking.
1: <laughs> I was. I was wearing uh, very short shorts and a tank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were exotic. And all the women around me, for the most part, was wearing the the all these long robes and yeah. covering every skin except yeah. their face and maybe... Um, maybe part of their hands. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was freaky, and that sent me off on alert, alert everywhere. Yes, I had to.
0: Definitely scary. <laughs> I can see that.
1: Yeah, you're looking. You're a guy. Because I think for a girl, you got to be more aware in these kinds of situations.
0: I I do. Okay, well, just to say, I don't I mean, like because 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 see, this is me being aware of every single word that's being said, and and going back to the whole conversation is because like, if in in terms of gender, if it means like equality for for intelligence and ability to earn, ability to be successful, ability to find enjoyment and fulfillment in life, I think gender equality all the way, hundred percent. But do I believe that? women may have disadvantages in certain scenarios because of how the world currently is yes so i just basically want to make clarify that women are not in any way inferior to men but because of how unfortunately the world is currently shaped there are circumstances where women are in, in more unfavorable conditions and situations, which, in your case, going to a super highly conservative country, <laughs> wearing oh. the stuff that you're wearing, which you're comfortable wearing, it'd
1: be like America. <laughs> yeah, but but like you going there,
0: it, it, it's it's totally inappropriate to them. So then that's why they're like staring you down and and whatnot so 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 in that sense definitely being a solo female solo traveler has its more dangerous moments especially because like you can't go to india you can't go to like a lot of other i'm just glad you don't want to go to jakarta you know
1: i'm just glad you you were when you came to visit you were there to observe around me because i was so afraid of everyone looking at me that i just didn't want to look back
0: I was also equally as afraid. What <laughs> were you? Because if they want to get to you, <laughs> they're going to kill me first. <laughs> How do you know? Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, there's so many people staring. <laughs> I get closer to Bear, but I'm terrified because they're staring me down now. <laughs> they're like this guy. And I'm a foreigner in this country that I don't know that much about either.
1: Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, luckily, nothing went wrong terribly wrong um,
0: well i'm sure that i'm sure that a lot of it is just us being scared because we're not familiar like as you said with the customs yeah. i'm sure th- okay southeast asia regardless of the country there's always been amazingly nice people yeah, okay. we've met so many amazing and kind people yeah. like i believe that is the majority of people in most countries yeah they're nice they're friendly they're kind They don't seek to harm other people. There are exceptions, as there is with everything. But I think it's just because we felt uncomfortable because we were taken out of our comfort zones, which is not saying a lot, living in America. So Mm -hmm. suddenly thrown in the middle of nowhere, not understanding the language, not knowing how to pronounce most dishes, being laughed at if we made a mistake, like saying the wrong thing on a menu, like... All of that, you know, I guess, right? that probably makes us feel more insecure and, therefore, more worried for our safety. When in fact, it's probably not as scary as it should be.
1: Possibly, maybe, but yeah. I, I felt like it was a good thing because at least if you're more alert, you tend to double check more. Yeah, and in a way, you kind of practice that. I would say muscle where you really de- develop that self awareness. Yeah, yeah. You
0: have no no idea how many times I. Double checked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's why you're always ahead of me, huh?
1: <laughs> I like. Oh, so good. So good. Oh.
0: But one thing that did interest me back then, like, or you just talked about was you briefly mentioned having the energy. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is something that you believed in before self awareness. Oh. I think when you're trying to still wrap your head around, like, what is self awareness? Why is it so important to me? And and really I, I, really think about it more. I think
1: it started off with the question like, what trait or quality should we develop early on in life? Right. And I think I I think you said self awareness, and I said something with um, energy first
0: or mood. I don't remember which it came was, first. It
1: was energy first. Okay. So uh, in the beginning, I was trying to say that if you have the energy, then it gives you the power to do it, and right. so. You know, if you have the energy, you could you know work on your laptop, write a piece. You could do video editing. You could take a run outside and do the things that you think is necessary for your op- optimal self.
0: So is energy the same as attention or different? Because attention, um, let's say I need to have attention. I need to have the attention span to work on that piece on my laptop.
1: I I think I see energy as a fuel, as a resource that you need in order to do whatever, including- Kind of like willpower. In, including, I think willpower is a little bit different as well. Mm-hmm. It's not really a resource. It stems from well, 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 having the energy.
0: Well, well, because I I am of the belief like I am of the belief that there you can have a finite amount of resource or willpower before you hit f- decision fatigue, right? So if you keep using up your willpower, you're like, oh, I can't resist that. I can't resist the that. The same oh, as energy, right? Yeah. It's so f- in f- that sense, no. are they similar? Kind of.
1: In that analogy, yes, they are similar.
0: Okay. And what is different about it?
1: Um, yeah energy i feel is like the feel for everything including having a little bit of that willpower and then willpower okay. is more of um kind of like utilizing that energy for whatever task that is uh especially in the in, during like a period of time
0: right yeah right yeah i i, I get it They're, so they do have an overlap in a sense a little bit yes it's okay.
1: it's very closely connected but i don't think it's exactly the right. same
0: energy versus attention
1: okay um attention you do need to extract energy in order to wield it i okay. think attention so is, attention is a component of energy
0: yes i agree
1: yes but then attention is more towards a path like a focus Like maybe I am putting my attention on you or maybe I'm putting the attention on the camera instead.
0: Yeah, so you have the energy, but you may or may not have the attention, right? Even if I have the attention to work on a piece, it doesn't mean I'm completely focused.
1: Yeah, because your attention could be like in circles or wherever you, yeah. (laughs) Or on like wherever you direct it really. Or even if you blank out or whatever, your attention just kind of, (laughs) Um, I don't know. expired for a sense yeah
0: it uh, goes away yeah
1: yeah yeah so not quite the same makes sense yeah so that's why i was like energy you it's good to cultivate early on because if you have the energy you could do more with whatever you need to do that was like my initial thinking i agree i agree i think
0: energy is definitely i think like I, i just saying it out there i do fully believe in energy like energy is a huge thing for me one of my values is energy management (laughs) like in, in terms of figuring out exactly what i spend my time on that's why i reject most requests instead of accepting most requests because i need that energy to focus on because you have a I limited energy, do, right? for, have energy throughout the whole right. day right that's why i also make sure i'm off of social media no. so i don't and, and i don't read the news until late late in the day or whatever for whatever reason mm-hmm. i don't even check my emails anymore i don't check my phone that often because it prevents me from encountering scenarios where it drains my energy because of one bad event or feeling like Oh my God! The coronavirus has this many more deaths <laughs> in my in my county that I can do nothing about, right? Like that. Yeah.
1: See, that's so. the thing that I I thought about yeah. a little bit later, and right. actually I changed my perspective. Okay, energy is useful, but it's not the only thing. How you feel, your mood, also right. is important towards uh, whatever you need to do. So, let's say, for example, you, you look at the Corona news and you're right. like oh shit like was it four million lot, plus yeah. people like i don't even active keep cases? track anymore
0: like it doesn't doesn't matter <laughs> to know the number right and let's well.
1: let's say like you you read the coronavirus news a lot of people die and you're like ah, oh, i'm in the i'm not so good mood right no but let's say you have the energy you have a lot of energy but your right. mood is down
0: then i'm just gonna end up netflixing all day
1: yeah and that's gonna get you nowhere towards your long-term goals. So having a good mood, having a productive mood. So uh, mood is
0: a priority. It's because if you're in a good mood, then therefore, you will likely create the energy you need in order to do the things that you should or want to do.
1: Yeah, I think after energy, then you need to have a a positive, productive mood. But you need both of them in order to work.
0: Would you say mood first over energy or energy over mood or about the same time or like kind of overlap? You need one... You, you kind of, of need both of them. Okay. You
1: can't you can't really do one without the other. So ender. there
0: isn't one that's ranks of a higher importance to you?
1: I think just just curious. I think I think they would to me I feel they're about the same because if you're if you're productive, you're pumped. Right. Like you have the motivation to, in your head, right, but right. you have lack of energy, like no food, no sleep, whatever. You won't be able to do much. No matter how Productive, you could be because you have no energy. Yeah. yeah. But if you have a lot of energy, but your mood sucks, you're probably not going to do what you need to do. Yeah. Uh, like,
0: uh, like, uh, like, a certain part of me likes to think that mood is more important. Is because if you have the energy without the mood, you're not going to do it. You're going to end up doing something else. You, but if you, yeah, yeah are you but, saying
1: then the mood gives the energy? In I'm not
0: saying it gives energy. I'm thinking that they are all separate components. They're all related. You need a little bit of everything. It's like an equilibrium where you have like things in balance, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so I, but I do believe that mood is more important to cultivate than energy is because one is how do you even cultivate energy in the first place? By doing the things that are very difficult. For example, if you say, I want to be able to run longer, you're gonna have to train running, it's not gonna feel good. It's harder to cultivate, it's harder for people to get started and say, Oh, energy is something I wanna cultivate. Yeah. Right? Mood is a lot easier because you can it's it's not good, but you can say like, Oh, I want ice cream, and instantly your mood elevates. And when your mood elevates in that moment, which is short lived because sugar, dopamine rush doesn't last. Sugar forever, crash. Sugar <laughs> crash in that short moment, you get to not see things emotionally, but objectively, hopefully objectively, and therefore feel better and therefore maybe get out of that slump. So it, I would say it takes you further than energy. But of course, like this is all coming from someone who is in their early thirties versus someone who is very old. Because if someone who is very old, maybe they desire energy more. They're like, Energy can help me do all of the things I want to do, right? So this is all subjective. It's your perspective. Everyone is different. That's why you have to be self-aware to know how you personally work. Yeah. But for me, I like to believe that mood is more important because if you, like I said, if you have the energy, but you're not in the mood to do something, you're never going to get anything done. But if you're in the mood, if you have the mood, but no energy, you're more likely and willing to say, I can do it. I really want to do it. I'm going to make it happen. Right?
1: No, I understand what you're saying. So. Like, it kind of gives that little boost of energy in a right, sense. Right. Because you're pumped and motivated. Yeah, exactly. I see.
0: So an example would be like, oh, you know, I have absolutely no energy at the end of the day. I've I've gone to a nine-to-five work and I come home. I've been meeting us all day, but guess what? you know, the wife looks hot. It's sexy time. <laughs> I'm in the mood. You're going to find the fucking uh, okay, energy. Okay. So right? you're
1: talking about in terms of if you have low energy.
0: Yes. So. If you have low energy, but you have the mood to do it, you will find ways to stretch yourself okay. because we're resilient. So we can have more. energy. Okay. Right? If,
1: if you're, if you're talking about like very low energy, then yes. Okay. Then the mood is a little bit more important than the energy. Right.
0: In what scenario do you see it so that mood is not as important or mood is mood is not more so more important than energy to cultivate.
1: Wait, what? Because <laughs> you were saying you were
0: saying you agree with me saying that if you have low energy but you have good mood. Mm then in that situation, good mood is better than energy to cultivate. Yeah. Is there a scenario where ener- where mood is not greater than energy to cultivate? Because uh, I'm trying to see it from your perspective as well, where for you, it it is more like an equilibrium. And I could see that definitely because... Yeah it really they're they're really all interconnected yeah right they're so interconnected that it's hard to say oh i just have mood i don't need energy or i don't need mood i have energy like it's hard to just make such a distinctive line because it can't be drawn that way
1: yeah I, i guess like the scenario that i'm thinking is like let's say if uh um you're you just totally couldn't sleep at night you're sleep deprived yeah uh you were you had like no food or something or very not so much food yeah and so um yeah and then maybe you were like sitting around all day and just not doing much yeah and then hmm.
0: right it's hard it's hard because, because it's
1: like <laughs> if you just sit there then you're like you're slowly or maybe you like lie down on your back so you're getting your energy back <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so well, I'm like, I, uh, I'm thinking about those, and well, then I'm like, yeah. well, In that case, then, then okay, maybe mood's like a little bit more than. than I don't know. Than the energy. Yeah, I, I because don't. Because I think it's I think um, I don't know. Maybe it's easier to recuperate your energy versus recuperate your your mood. Or yeah, like,
0: definitely, because I think mood is tied in psychologically to maybe your emotions as well, right? Yeah. Because your mood is your emotions. So if you're unhappy because of whatever happened, I my my boss yelled at me at work. No. You're not going to be unhappy for just that five seconds that they yelled at you, but probably the whole day, and right? maybe the next day. Yeah, and and like kind of how you were because the one bad thing happened. Any bad thing that happens subsequently is going to add to fuel to the fire <laughs> and then you're gonna be fuming and flaming at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah, So
1: yeah, okay, in that in that case, the uh, mood is um, I feel like it's harder to. It's more uh, beneficial to cultivate It's more beneficial, more. but it's also very hard it's a much harder to cultivate like a a a very positive mood all, all the time. Right. Yes. Energy
0: energy is more relatable is because people feel it when they wake up in the morning, when they they think about it when they wake up. They're like, "Oh, I don't have energy." So they drink coffee, mm. right? And then they're like, "Oh, I need to take a cold shower to wake me up." Like energy okay. is more relatable people because I think it's more physical and and therefore easier to manifest awareness around yeah, yeah. versus. Actually, that's a
1: good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Because what you're saying is that with energy, pretty much everyone could could develop that, that good right. energy. Like you could eat good food, you could have good sleep. Right. You could breathe, I don't know, fresher air. Like I can,
0: I can literally give you just a recipe of the things that you can do for more energy versus mood, which is yeah. so subjective.
1: Yeah. So like energy, anyone in the world can attain it and get. Look, most people, I'd say. Okay. Most people could attain it and, you know, Sleep, eat, uh, do whatever they do, get 100% energy for the day. Yeah. But for your mood, it could it, it fluctuates a lot depending on you know your current situation, your right. internal, right. Uh, you know how you feel, and hormones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that plays a big role. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to really stress this for the audience, which is like, if you have a hard time cultivating a better mood but you have a good time cultivating energy, work on that, fine. Anything you do to enhance any of these traits in your life means a likelihood of a more fulfilling and happier life. All of these matters. Again, it is an equilibrium. If you have more energy, that will shine and flourish in all parts of your life. Same thing with a better mood. It's not just one thing. It's your entire life.
1: I guess you could kind of relate it to um, sort of like you need the three pillars of life, which is sleep, uh, food, and exercise.
0: Yeah, I agree. Totally. And 100%. you
1: can't just have one. Nope. Or the other. You got to have you at least have all to. of them.
0: Our bodies are built to for all three of those things. Yes. That's why, like, yeah, that's why people, people, whoa people really neglect everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most people are sleep d- sleep uh, deprived and then most people don't eat healthy. Most people don't exercise. So it's, it's, it's not good for the bodies that yeah. are meant to do those things. I'm
1: pretty sure they are self-aware of that kind Everybody of circumstance, knows. right?
0: Everybody knows, but then that's where the self-awareness level of how much you cultivate. Because when you cultivate more, then you start asking the harder questions, which is, why do I feel this way? why do i find the need to make money what does money mean to me why does it matter that i can buy these things with money Hmm. who will be happier when i make this money do i feel happier when i make this money am i more fulfilled when i make this money or is it just a way to justify my existence to the people that I see on social media, et cetera, et cetera. Like you can really build uh-huh. off on it and it's can get really, really
1: tangly. Tangly.
0: <laughs> but I think part of the fulfillment is knowing that when you solve all these questions, you have no doubt as to the kind of life you want to live.
1: So you would say in order for someone to be really self aware is just to start asking a lot of questions about Yep. yep just um, start being curious they, about everything how they feel like, what they're doing why
0: why yeah especially why everything starts with why why like, Why do you think this way you, oh you don't do this why do you believe that oh and if you start coming over yeah
1: why did you marry me
0: well at the time <laughs> i wrote you i we we had a life insurance plan together in the event <laughs> that after i married you and then you know something happened <laughs> <laughs> that I would have 500.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, those $500. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So asking I'm, a lot I of married, questions. See, like,
0: oh. just an expand it, why not? Since I'm having such a good conversation with you, as always.
1: Oh, so sure nice.
0: But the reason why I married you was because it made sense not to. No, no, no it d- made sense. It didn't <laughs> make s- oh. Please don't <laughs> leave me. <laughs> it didn't make sense not to mm. because. I knew that you were the person I wanted to be with. Then what is the point of delaying it more, especially with coronavirus? Where Life is short. We don't know what's going to happen. Why would it matter? Right? Might as well get married because we held back. Because for those interested in why we got married, episode number one, Bear Talk. That is a podcast. And our marriage. marriage. But yeah, there there was absolutely no point. And so... Uh, we wanted to just hopefully create something grand for our parents, but we decided if we never even talk to our parents about what we think, how are we to assume that they only want something that's grand? Yeah, maybe they're willing to be flexible, which they are. They were, and I'm thankfully. so grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, right, for sure. And that allowed us to get married, and I think like like we really like it. Yo, it's great, sure, fantastic, show sure nice, yeah. show sure
1: nice. I and I learned so much about being more aware with with you, especially Same. when you you point out like, oh, you need to work on you know these flaws because I ha- I can't see it myself. You know, I was like, oh, you keep yeah. you keep scratching your your yeah. you're picking your nails. We'll or see scratching. we'll see see that's where that's where it's <laughs> like <laughs> like bad yeah. habits. Yeah, yeah,
0: bad habits. But like, yeah. it's also yeah. it's also it's also harder for me too. you know I'm like I'm like I want you to pick out the flaws and stuff. And sometimes you're so nice about it and you're so subtle and then you say this. And and then I guess part of me, my ego kicks in. I'm like, why are you saying that to me? And I'm like, maybe like, and and the way you say things, maybe sometimes it's not good. I, and I'm, I'm like,
1: working on phrasing my words yeah, better. Yeah. And
0: so and so to me, I'm like I'm like that feels like an attack. And so I confront. I'm like I'm like hell no because part of my ego is still there. <laughs> but but then afterwards I realize like, you know, fuck, what she talked about. The only reason why I would be angry in the first place is because there's something I feel is wrong. So, for example, if someone was like, huh, you're a shorty, and I'm at 5'11", which is average height for Americans. You would I wouldn't care. But because I was angry, it meant that something bothered me in I, that context. I think I
1: recall a situation of that. It's, which? It's where um, the time that we were having a very stressful week and you're trying to figure out, you know, something important like about your character or the projects you wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you ended up uh, sleeping later and later in the morning and I would just get out of bed. Yeah. And then um, I think I said something like, Oh, uh, kind of like in a joking way though. It's like, Oh yeah, I, I, remember. I know you would still just be in bed still. Like it doesn't matter. Like, no, 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 no. I was like,
0: I was like, yeah, it was, it was something, it was something completely neutral. And then you said it in a way where you're like, well, at least I'm not still always in bed in the morning, and, then, <laughs> and I was like, "What the?
2: Like, like that's fucked
1: up." Yeah, like, maybe why would you maybe, say I, that?
0: maybe I said it in a rude way, but um, like, like I know that you probably weren't, but the way you phrased it, it felt like an attack on me because it felt like, like that was a moment in my life where I'm like, I know I need to take action. I can't get out of bed, but I was just so overwhelmed and and stressed, like. i I wouldn't i wouldn't say it's depressed yet but it was at the point where i'm like (sighs) and that kind of really forced me to look back to take a step back look at it in perspective and be like fuck she's right (laughs) she is right you were really really upset in the beginning i was because the way you phrased it right? (laughs) i'm like my like i'm trying to dissolve my ego further and further and more and more but here
1: let me help (laughs)
0: How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> F- <laughs> <laughs> F- <laughs> F- I killed it. I killed it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my ego half kicking in before I died. Oh, okay. F- but, F- <laughs> um yeah, yeah so definitely, definitely this that's interesting. But what I like to share is also the fact that like how I currently think of the priority, the hierarchy of traits that one should cultivate. So what I'm gonna say is And this is just my personal rule that I just made up a while back, which is time over comfort. If I need to invest money into something, it better give me more time because time is a finite resource. I cannot get more of it once I've used it up versus something to do with comfort. Example. An example is, do I really need a better blanket to sleep because it's comfortable it's not the most comfortable do i need it no then i'm not going to buy it but if it means something like buying a timer which means that i can keep track of my time in a very literal sense then i would buy that or if it's something to save me time for example i type way better and i have way better enjoyment and this is where comfort and time kind of overlap but i have way better enjoyment on typing on a mechanical keyboard than i do on the shitty apple keyboard (laughs) because because the keys are so shallow it's not tactile like like i type faster and smoother with greater accuracy on a mechanical keyboard yeah right then i'm going to invest the time to do that yeah or for example like for me it's it it's like I am I when I listen to audiobooks or I listen to podcasts, I now listen at three times the speed. Right. YouTube allows two, but then three I, is
1: really fast.
0: Yeah. But and I I in the beginning it was really freaking hard, but I trained myself to listen that fast is because like Tom does it as well. So I'm like, Okay. Yeah, do it. Jeez. And so so you can cultivate it. It took longer than I would have hoped, but I was like, Oh but I found an extension anyways on on Firefox and then I ended up listening to you three times and I realized if you cultivate that even though it's harder in the beginning, but you build the foundation for it, it means that I'm literally saving three times the speed forever for all the podcasts in my life or the mo- mo- most of it. Right. Yeah. So that is a foundational skill. That's where I'm like, I will invest in whatever tools that help me get there. If it means I need to pay for audible membership, so be it. I That's what I will do. Mm. If it means that I need to have better headphones to do that, I will invest in better headphones in order to get that time. Mm. And so same thing for like smart technology right if i have a plug that allows me to make coffee automatically at the specific time i'm gonna invest the money no hesitation to making that happen right Mm. so this also means like um having a better desk that you can focus having a better chair that you can sit longer on a type so you don't have you have less breaks having um all the things that create comfort in the sense that you get more time out of it. That's why for our sleep, I invest heavy because when you have a greater sleep, greater mood, oh, greater energy.
1: Sleep is the foundation for everything you do.
0: Yeah, you end up doing a lot more. Oh yeah. So so that is where like you you I do care about comfort, but if I'm simply splurging on things that are nice like oh, I really want to play bass guitar, but <laughs> I probably will not get it because of the fact that it doesn't actually give me time but takes away from it at this moment in my life i do not have the luxury unfortunately to chase that which is something that i really had to tease out and work out hardest because i'm like i'm fighting against this passion of mine where i really want to play a musical instrument and i really want to get good at it but i have other priorities that are just as important other values in my life so that's why time always over comfort for me that is my rule
1: no i like that rule
0: and i have more i have three more that ties in directly with it which is attention over time because it doesn't matter how much time you have if all if i end up saving two hours a day which is a lot if i am doing nothing but Doing something completely ridiculous with that time, just
1: or you have all the time in the world and you're just on social media all day.
0: Yeah, or you're worried about that stuff that doesn't matter. Like, like oh my god, I can't, I can't, I can't believe like, (laughs) like blah blah got married and didn't tell me, or like, like (laughs) I I can't believe like oh how come they got their stimulus checking on me? Like,
1: thankfully I haven't had anyone ask me on those those (laughs) topics. Yeah, but but
0: but if you have the time but not attention. Your time is practically useless. It's worthless. It doesn't do anything. Nothing will ever change. Yes. Right? That's my rule number two. And then my third is beliefs over attention. Your belief system. How does that work? Over your attention. Because let's say I have the attention. And let's say I'm focused. I focus on this. I'm 100% going to do this. I'm going to write this article. I'm going to write it. But you have the belief system that you're going to fail. I don't believe I'm a good writer, you tell yourself. You tell yourself, I don't believe I'm capable of ever writing great pieces. I don't believe that I can persist through and write something that's decent. I don't believe I can do it. You want to become a writer, but you're on un- you and you have the time for it because, hey, pandemic, coronavirus, I have the time for it. And you have the attention for it. I'm ready to do it but you're not really then that's kind of like mood is because your belief system basically dictates that you don't believe you can be a better writer therefore you're not going to try as hard yeah and therefore you're never really going to get into it and therefore you're never going to achieve the dreams and the goals and things
1: (laughs) the way i saw that uh through passing thought was kind of like uh you're at the gym and you have a coach and the coach is telling you you better deadlift this weight. Yeah. And you're like, you're looking at it. Your attention is like right there. And yeah, you're, you're there, you have the yeah. energy. You're like, I could do it. But then, like you said, if your belief, if you think that, oh, like I really am weak. I yeah. can't do it. All all goes to fail. Maybe you won't show up to the gym yeah. next day, you know? Yeah. So, so, so beliefs yeah,
0: yeah, are predominantly um, which, more I, I I believe Henry Ford said this, but or someone else, but, Whether or not you can or can't, you're right.
1: Oh yeah. I like that. That's a good quote. I used to not understand the quote, but then I once I got it, I'm like, oh, yeah, right. It's pretty good. It's a a good quote because it's
0: true. All of your limitation exists purely within your mind. Yeah. If you believe you can't do it, you will never do it, be able to. Absolutely. Because you've never even tried. You would never try, right? Yeah. So so that's that's a that's a terrible thing. Like a lot of people have bad habits with it, which is like they're like, Oh, I can't do this or I don't like that. There's a funny one where um, I'm kind of making a comic strip about eventually, but it's uh, it's about someone where like, oh, you should try this. And the other person's like, oh, I don't like it. (laughs) And then a person asks, but have you tried? And the other person's like, just silent (laughs) because they've never really tried or they've never really done it and they're just saying they don't like it because of his instinct i
1: I know some people like that yeah or uh, it's it's like kind of scared to try something new most of my friends are like that
0: yeah like most of the people that i know are like that that's the big problem (laughs) it's like it's like they're so they're familiar with what they like and then it's the same like you and it's like oh you want the career change like you know like they they think oh i want to go into design but i can't and they're like why not have you tried Nope. <laughs> they've never tried. So yeah. they don't know.
1: Yeah. But it's really hard because, like, assuming if it's something they haven't tried before, if it's something new. It's scary. They can't even imagine what it's going to be like. Exactly. And so it's like, what are they to expect? You know, it's yeah, better exactly. to stick with what's familiar and, and, and the, stay and away pr- from it.
0: And, and, that, and we can tease that out way further, but probably not on this episode. But God, yeah. the way that people think, the reason why they think that way is because of their upbringing, is because of everything that they've been told. For example, like some, some kid is like, some people, like, or like for example, like if a kid who. Everything came easy to them in life is because their parent they maybe they were talented at like English or verbal or whatever and they got better scores on that and their parents were like yeah you did a great job oh my god you got an A you get a reward I give you this blah 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 you know typical Chinese family maybe and they do something like geography and they're like oh my god this is hard I don't understand it because maybe maybe uh, English is not their first language right maybe the English is a second language and so they're like I don't understand geography these are weird names like where the heck is like whatever this country is and they end up having low confidence and they end up getting a bad score the parents yell at them and be like how come you don't know this you don't have a bad score so maybe they internalize that and they say i am not talented in that aspect i am never going to be good at geography Mm. and they basically submit themselves to that kind of mindset where they're like because everything came easy to me and therefore it's something that doesn't come easy to me it means that i am just simply not talented at that and i definitely should not work hard in it because it's not going to improve right so yeah just the tease that are like that is like the basis of how our whole education system where we're taught like we're we're being recited to the things that we should learn and taught the things we should learn but not approach it in a way where we think about it or think about how we act this way or how the reward system with like grades and 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 stickers and all that stuff is actually terrible for kids growing up. Like it's proven by science that it's not a great motivation to use like uh, the, the the carrot or the stick approach. It is not.
1: A I big had way. stickers, but I was allowed to keep them.
0: I didn't have any <laughs> stickers. <laughs> <laughs> you had Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So to tie, back, tie that back that's exactly why I believe it is so important to have a belief system that is flexible over one that has attention because if you believe in the wrong things if you don't believe you can't you know, if you don't believe you can right that's it you're limited to that It doesn't matter how much time you have it doesn't matter how much how much attention you have
1: mm. So basically the underlying thing that people should do then is to um, set their beliefs. Set their, I guess their baseline for what they're capable. Well, of. Well,
0: uh, well, yes. So belief is important, but that is where my last and final rule comes in. Yeah, so many rules. Self. Well, it's like one after. It's like a system. Yeah. It's not really a rule. I it's see. a system of rules. That's I what see. I would say. So I would say that self awareness over beliefs, because if you have the wrong beliefs, but you have the self awareness to realize why am I thinking this way am I really untalented at geography or is this simply something that I need to work on it better? It's like, and why, there's,
1: it's like, why are you so, um, uh, what was that term? Like so dutiful to your parents and elderly. Oh, filial to yeah, my you're, parents. You're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So why? Yeah. yeah. So, so having I'm like, that I'm weirdest. like,
0: why, why am I? And then understanding where that came from and then understanding, do I continue on to cultivate that? Because do I have to be a filial? No but does it make me feel better doing it? Yes. And why? And like, that's how Mm. you really understand yourself more by diving really, really deep within yourself. Mm. And
1: it's like a cycle. It's like you have this belief, but then with the self-awareness, you kind of reconsider, you think maybe, maybe, yeah, that is my belief, or Maybe it's not. And you change to a different belief. Yeah.
0: And it really applies to everything in your life. An example was like the other day, the other morning you asked me, Hey, you want red bean soup? And I was like,
2: yeah, it's thinking, his favorite
0: do i really want red bean soup because you were like oh but it doesn't have sugar because my my parents made it and and i thought why do i like a red bean soup is do that I what you like- asked yourself yeah and oh. i'm like and, and i saw because i wanted to understand why i wasn't feeling for it oh i see but then i normally like you said i like red bean soup but why was i not feeling for it and then i realized oh it's because what I like is not really the red bean itself and the and the and the sweetness, but I like it only when it's served with evaporated milk. Not even milk. It has to be evaporated milk or condensed milk. So it's not even about the sweetness, it's not about that. It's the it's you like the, the combination. Creamy, the creaminess. It's yeah. about the creaminess or the combination of that with the red bean that makes me like, oh, I want it. No. So that's why I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna say no, but why am I saying no? And so because
1: you knew we didn't have condensed milk. Yeah, so <laughs> I had
0: to really think about that. So being aware now, I it's understand. So like now, I understand more. So when people are like, "Oh, you don't want red bean milk?" I don't hesitate. I'm like, "No," unless they have you've got evaporated milk. So if you ask me, red bean milk, evaporated milk, then we will go from there. So
1: or if I secretly said, "Oh, bear, like, do you want red bean soup?" Oh, I think we have like one more can of condensed milk. Yes. <laughs> then you probably be yeah. like, "Yes." Yeah.
0: So. That's how, you, that's how you really cultivate self-awareness in mm. every aspect of your life and really understand yourself more so you make better decisions overall. I but see. that's why if you have self-awareness, you change your beliefs because if they're limited, if they're limiting, you can understand why they're limiting and change that belief system entirely.
1: I see. So what are some ways, maybe this could be the last um, thing to ask, but... Uh, what would be the things you would say to continuously cultivate that self awareness so you know ask lots of why's read books read books
0: ask why I read books because reading books will make you ask why as well meditate meditate because when you're when you're when you're more calm and you're more aware of your thoughts, you build that self-awareness because you realize, yeah. huh, I have these thoughts. Yeah. I never knew I had these thoughts. Why do I have these thoughts? Yeah. So it gives you space and the the leisure of understanding your own yeah. thoughts.
1: I would add another one. Yeah. Journaling because or, or writing a diary Yep. because when you do that, you self-reflect. Agreed. And when yep. you self-reflect, then you know what's going on around you yeah. and inside. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but the whole point is you have to start mm. somewhere. You have to choose one and stick with it. You're not going to get the results immediately. What's, Trust me, what's, it took us forever. What's
1: your um, my trusted, go-to? proven way? Uh,
0: meditation. Meditation. Which is not really meditation anymore because <laughs> because like depends <laughs> because on because how you're, you... you're like... No, Depends on how you interpret meditation. But for me, sometimes on some days I calm my thoughts down. Mm. When I have a thought... I focus on my breath and I breathe it away. I don't really think about yeah. it. But more often than not, I allow my mind to drift, but then I start asking why internally. Mm. So why do I have the thought? Why am I thinking of that? Is this important? That's a huge one for me. Is this important to think about? Is it necessary to think about? Yes. And most of the time, most of the questions I ask are not important at all.
1: Yeah. Right? No. Yeah.
0: And so um, I guess let's wrap it up. I've been talking for a while, but I just want to say another like, kind of like a mantra that I have is that your destiny is fulfilled by your beliefs.
1: Explain that a bit more.
0: So everything that you are and will be in life is simply fulfilled by your beliefs because your, your limited beliefs will determine what kind of life you live in the future. Mm. Right. Right. So, your beliefs determine your life. So, your destiny is basically fulfilled by your beliefs, mm-hmm. but it is driven by self awareness because your beliefs are driven by the self awareness. So, only by being self aware of everything can you alter the beliefs that will change your destiny. Mm, I see. And fueled by energy. Energy. Yes. And attention. Yes. Or, okay, fueled by energy and then cultivated through attention. Or direct, that. Di-
1: steered with, um, steered with. What was it? Oh, I was gonna say. Steered uh, with the, the attention. Yeah.
0: yeah, steered with attention, or cultivated with attention, whichever yeah. both would work. I like. But, it. but yeah, so. Um, yeah.
1: Please draw everyone a, a graph, a chart of of the the main <laughs> pillars of how to how to uh, move that energy to. direct your resources or here's something even better yes
0: a question for everyone yes what are you trying to get out of this podcast by listening to it that is the first question that you can ask yourself for self-awareness i like and we're gonna end it here
1: it's time for dinner all right thank you for listening guys and uh if if you if you can and we will really appreciate it subscribe like drop a comment drop a drop a poop
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know the drill we wouldn't ask for it unless we needed it because we hope that we give you the value that we believe we're giving you and, That's why and the perspectives
1: you, we have um, right. about these certain topics and the in depth, I, I, intimate
0: I ho- yeah yeah I, you know I hope I hope together we build a more intimate community I hope that we're able to together create a better society yes because I think self-awareness is a key to a better life not just for everyone but every, but the entire world as a whole because it, it's it would
1: definitely it would change your life. It really would. It would will. definitely be a, a world-changing yeah. um, yeah. and event. you have
0: the most benefit out
1: of everyone. Yeah. So.
0: So, that's good it. Good question. Thank you. And Thank you, uh, see you guys later.
1: Goodbye, bye baby. Bye. <laughs> bye.